The Creature by Trevor Allen. Chapter 3 The next morning, I delivered my letters of introduction and paid a visit to some of the professors. Chance, or the influence of some angel of destruction, led me to Dr. Waldman, Professor of Chemistry. Victor, the ancient alchemists promised impossibilities and performed nothing. The modern masters promise very little. They know that lead cannot be transmuted into gold and that the elixir of life is an illusion. But these scientists, whose hands seem only made to dig in the dirt and their eyes to look through the microscope, have indeed performed miracles. These were the words of fate spoken to destroy me. They penetrate into the recesses of nature and show how she works in her hiding places. I felt as if my soul were fighting with a palpable enemy. They ascend into the heavens. They have discovered how the blood circulates and even the very nature of the air we breathe. One by one, the various locks were opened which guarded my mind. They have acquired new and almost unlimited powers. Chord after chord was sounded. They can command the thunders of heaven, mimic the earthquake, and even mock the invisible world with its own shadows. Soon I was filled with one thought. Fear. One idea. Fear of the unknown. One purpose. That is all that holds us back. So much has been done, but I will achieve far more. What new discoveries await us? Walking in the footsteps already marked. If we only have the will to search. I will pioneer a new way, explore unknown powers, and unfold to the world the deepest mysteries of creation. Who knows? Perhaps the answers to life itself. The madness had won. I made a discovery of great importance. I found that these creatures possessed a method of communicating their experiences and feelings to each other by articulate sounds. I saw that the words they spoke sometimes produced laughter or sadness. This was a godlike art. I wanted to learn how to speak and become more like them. At first my labor was fluctuating and uncertain. In the beginning I failed at every attempt I made but I gained strength as I proceeded, and soon I became so caught up in my work that the stars often disappeared in the light of the morning while I was working in my laboratory. Their pronunciation was quick and the words they uttered had no apparent connection with any visible objects. My progress was rapid. At the end of two years, I made some discoveries which procured me great esteem and admiration at the university. At first, I was unable to discover any way to unravel the mystery of their language. 
I had become as well acquainted with the theories and practices of the day as any of the professors. By great concentration of will, after having spent several cycles of the moon in my hovel, I discovered the names that were given to some of the most familiar objects. My residence there being no longer conducive to my improvement, I thought of returning to my native town. I learned the words... My home. Wood. Family. Bread. Elizabeth. And fire. When an incident happened that prolonged my stay and sealed my fate. My life would never be the same again. One of the phenomena which attracted my attention was the organization and structure of the human animal, and indeed any creature endowed with life. I also learned the names of the cottagers themselves. I often asked myself, what was the principle of the creation of life? The young man and woman each had several names. How many questions are we on the brink of answering if cowardice or ignorance did not restrain our inquiries? He was brother, son, and Felix. She was called sister, daughter, or Agatha. I applied myself more particularly to the problems associated with the spark of life itself. But the blind old man had only one name. Father. Where does it come from? Why does it end? Could it be prolonged or even artificially created? It was a long time before I understood what that word meant. I was driven by an almost inhuman enthusiasm. My experiments were called grotesque by my fellow students. So I began to work alone, at night, in secret. Each new discovery drove me on. In order to examine the cause of life, I first studied the causes of death. I can't describe how I felt. I quickly mastered the science of anatomy, and even though the university provided me with lab animals and cadavers, these were not sufficient for my needs. When I learned the idea behind each new sound, and was able to pronounce them, I wept like a little child. I had to observe the natural decay of the human body, and so I was led to examine graves, and forced to spend days and nights in charnel houses. I learned so many words. I watched the corruption of death. I heard many more like how the fine form of man Good. was degraded and wasted. Evil. I saw how the worm inherited the wonders of the eye and brain. But I didn't understand their meanings. Yet, I became determined to never end up like that. My life in the hovel became routine. I slept while my friends were out working in the fields. I watched and listened as the old man told stories or played his flute. I learned all I could. It was late at night. I was standing over a corpse, dissecting, examining, and analyzing all the minute details of the change from life to death. At night, when they slept, 
collect my own food and do the chores that I had seen the sun do, like clearing their path of snow or bringing water from the well. In the midst of this darkness, a sudden light struck me. A light so brilliant and wondrous and yet so simple that I became dizzy at the thought of it. Afterwards, I found that these labors being performed by an invisible hand amazed them. I had discovered the secret of creation. Once, I heard them speak the words, Guardian Angel. I'm surprised that among so many men of genius, I alone should be reserved to discover such an astonishing secret. I didn't know they were talking about me. After months of incredible labor and fatigue, I became capable of bestowing animation upon lifeless matter. Remember, Captain, I'm not relating the visions of a madman. The stages of my discovery were very distinct and were all set down in my journal. I see. And where is this journal? I... lost it. The creature that destroyed my life took it and it is lost. My friend, I see by the look in your eyes that you expect me to tell you this secret. Listen to me, and you will understand why I am reserved upon that subject. I will not lead you on, as innocent as I was then, to your own destruction. Learn by my example how dangerous the acquirement of knowledge at any price can be. Our cast included Paul Rosenfield, Philip Hoffman, and Boramax Koknar. The entire production was under the direction of yours truly, Alika Spencer Koknar, and stage managed by Miranda Whipple. Original composition, sound design, and sound engineer for this presentation created by Gregory James Holmes. Video elements assembled by Philip Hoffman and episode art designed by me. This is Alika Spencer Koknar, Chief Talent Officer at The Dragon, inviting you to return for Chapter 4 in Dragon's podcast presentation of The Creature, written by Trevor Allen. In Chapter 4, Death, Which I Feared, the seasons change and Frankenstein experiences a breakthrough in his experiments. We flash back to the night that the creature was born and hear what transpired. Tune in next Monday to hear the story unfold. Dragon is a nonprofit that depends upon the generosity and participation of you. No gift is too large or too small to make an enormous impact. You can feed the dragon directly online at www.dragonproductions.net forward slash CRE donate. All proceeds made from this link will go directly back to the dragon as well as the artists that made this podcast possible, because only together can we help the arts thrive. Thank you so much for listening.